This is Pete Moore. I want to tell you about a company that is going to change the entire recruiting in the Halo sector. The company's called GamePlan. We are GamePlan.com. What they do is they connect employer brands with D1, D2, D3 athletes across the country. They power the software that allows these employers to get in front of tens of thousands of athletes. If you watch the NCAA tournament, the hustle, grit, preparation, determination, and absolute desire to win embodies every athlete out there. Now you're gonna be able to put your brand in front of those athletes, start to get them to understand after their college career, they can get into the halo sector or work at a studio, a health club, fitness equipment company, supplements, anything related to this industry, they can now parlay those skills and bring it into the sports and fitness industry that we are going to have the best athletes become the best employees and create the best companies. And that is the future of Halo. One, two, three, Halo. We are gameplan.com. Check it out. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having Tom Kiss, A-T-E-8. We're going to talk about the transformation of apps and getting you not to count calories, but to live a lifestyle you deserve. That's not necessarily quantitative, but it will change your life. So Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. Great. So why don't you talk about how you're... Uh, how you got into this, um, you know, what your background and frustrations were personally, you know, why you kind of said, okay, I'm putting down a mark here and, uh, and this is what I'm going to do to change the world. Sure. Sure. So my background is actually in it and accounting. I was a consultant living the consultant traveling lifestyle. Uh, I was also always pretty active, uh, played sports in college and high school. And so I, I was in good shape. I thought I was, you know, healthy and kind of living the life. And, Basically, at some point, I'm not really sure when, I hit this downward cycle with my health that the scariest thing is didn't really notice. I felt the pounds coming on and, you know, certain things I wasn't doing anymore, but it was just getting worse and worse. And finally, a few years ago, uh, uh, after I got into a startup business, the so stress was always also a component of it. But anyway, I, I, I get a wake-up call in a form of a panic attack, which... Uh, which scared me because I never had one. I didn't know anybody who had one before. And I drove myself to the hospital and ended up sitting in front of the hospital, unable to like go of a steering wheel because I was cramping up already. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Am I going to die here? And so anyway, that was my wake up call of, of, wait a minute, maybe I'm not that healthy, you know, super dad I thought I was and that I need to do something. So that was sort of my wake up call. And I went to uh, down to a local gym to a, a, a trainer friend of mine and asking about, you know, what should I be doing? I was mostly focusing on my, you know, movement exercise. Should I be changing things? And to my surprise, he's like, can you do, you know, journal for a week, food journal? Can you, you know, I want to see what you're eating, what your habits are. And, and I was very surprised uh, and also kind of found it very painful as I was going through that and, and journaling for a week. But that was my wake up call, sort of, that was my intro to journaling. That's when I realized how many bad or poor habits I had that I had no idea about. And, and I discovered so much more sense uh, as we got into it. So that was sort of what got me to the food journaling or journaling space itself. Uh, from consulting, and meanwhile, I kind of got tired of the whole 
corporation, corporate world, and got into startup world. I was working on another project, which was homemade food sharing that uh, kind of evolved and made all the startup mistakes. And so anyway, around that time, is that, that was kind of falling apart. That's when this whole episode happened that got me introduced to this, you know, help and focusing on this. So, so let me ask you a question, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of look at something. The best entrepreneurs with the best ideas come from a personal frustration because they're, they're trying to solve something in a certain way that actually creates a solution versus somebody that comes to us and says, hey, I got this awesome idea. I'm going to put a, 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 um, a spin bike with um, aerial yoga suspension you know, training, and it's going to have a uh, tummy tuck, you know, technology on it. Like, are you just trying to like mash together like a compilation, like, um, you know, Rick Ross on a, you know, on a, on a DJ board, or like, is there a really reason why you're, you're coming up with this idea? So did you look at seeing, okay, what options are there for me to solve this? Or can someone else solve this for me with an app and there isn't one out there, therefore I'm going to do it. Or did you say, look, I'm doing this anyway because I have an insight that is inevitably going to lead me to a better place that is going to have insight that no one else has? No, so I, I pretty much looked at all the apps that were available back then and and found most of them frustrating, especially the ones that were well-built and you know well-designed. A lot of them were focusing on, on, on calorie counting, were introducing behaviors so I, I knew I had issues with my behaviors, right? So I was trying to journal so I can learn my own habits, so I can see if I can if I can change them, if I can work on them. And for me to use an app and learn a brand new behavior to enable me to try to learn about my existing behavior, it just mm -hmm. looked complicated. And I tried a couple. I probably lasted a day or two on them. So I was like, okay, this needs to be something that's super simple, something I can do on a daily basis, something that I can do continuously. And gives me enough awareness that I, I realize, you know, I become more self-aware and understand my own habits, kind of do some self-discovery and 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 see where I am and what I need to change. And you know, I didn't want to deal with trying to figure out, you know, how many calories are in a deep dish pizza or even what's underneath that layer of cheese. And I just wanted to remember that, oh wow, I had you know pizza four times this week. Uh, can I cut it down to three? Does it matter what type of pizza? Not really. Just, you know, from four to three, that's a good change already. And, right. and you know, or why am I not having energy? Why am I in the gym and kind of falling apart? Like, okay, let me see, you know, what I had for breakfast and what I had for, you know, dinner last night. And what can I learn from that? So it really started out as a super simple journal that fits into everyone's life. That's not a pain to use. That's, you know, joy to use. And and kind of evolved from there to what it is today from, uh, you know, a lot of learning, a lot of feedback and some amazing mentors and advisors around us. Got it. So, look, you, you know how much it costs to build a consumer brand, you know, which is, uh, you know, not I didn't know it back amount. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when, when you when you think about the app and you think about the different channels that you go to, whether it's, a you know, private label, B2B, rev share, whether it's um, partnering with a corporate platform, whether it's partnering with an insurance company uh, or that's going out and say, okay, let me get the uh, the platform down. Let me get, get it scalable, prove what it is, and then go and raise, you know, 20 million bucks to, uh, you know, basically create a consumer brand um, and see where it goes. So how, how did you, how do you think about that now? And, you know, I use this, this 
too many times on, on my platform of the Halo talks, but you know, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want is what a guy told me a long, long time ago, Peter Brockway. So how have you kind of thought about like, you know, maybe there's a better way to get this out there, or maybe this is what I want to do. And I want to see if there's an investor that believes in this and wants to, you know, create a, a you know, a consumer brand that, you know, has really strong, uh, you know, goodwill associated with it over time. Yeah. So when we started out, and one thing we kept ever since one of our core focus points is privacy and end user uh, focus. So we build this for ourselves, for other people like us. And unfortunately, there are plenty of us. And I wanted to make sure that that if somebody starts using this app, it's it's their data. It's they own their own journal. It's it's about them, not about others. So we were approached by white labeling. We're approached with the various partnerships, but in all cases, the this ownership would have made it over to whoever wanted to partner with us, whoever wanted to white label us. And I wanted to make sure that you know we're all different. What works for me might not work for you, and. I don't want our users to be forced in any direction because of that partnership. I want them to be able to discover. And if they want to try, you know, living a vegan lifestyle, go ahead. If they want to see if, you know, something like keto works for them, they can experiment with that. Uh, so I wanted to keep it open, but I always keep the end user in, in focus. So that's been our focus early on. And we're actually about to launch our first partnership. And the reason I'm Super excited about that because, first of all, it's a very, very interesting partner that I'm unable to talk about at this point, uh, but in a few weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll announce it. But also, we're very much aligned with what we're seeing. And, uh, and regarding the app and how it evolved, just, just quickly about that. So right now, it's in, early on, we, we realized how important this is for people, how important their privacy is and how important their you know, their own journaling and their own feeling and how emotional everything we're touching. I mean, the, the core of the app is we ask people why they ate and not what they ate, right? So we go into emotions and feelings behind it. And uh, so anyway, that was that was important. And, and we also realized that we have to be careful not to trigger any negative behaviors for our users. And that's where mindfulness came in. That's for being non-judgmental. That's our whole body positive attitude. So we wanted to keep that all the way through the app. Uh, and eventually, if, we've you, if, if I was using your app and you said you saw like vanilla milkshake, then you know I got I, I got something I'm trying to I'm trying to smooth over. That's my that's my uh, that's, my that's my crutch, bro. So, <laughs> my vanilla milkshake shake right? or or Five Guys, not a Halo lifestyle, but damn, that tastes good and it makes me feel better. So here here's the key. I usually have cake as my example, but Shake Shack milkshake, right? So. If that reminds you of a great time in your life, you know, child, whatever, and you stop by Shake Shack and you have a milkshake and you enjoy every single slurp of it, awesome. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to be proud of it. I do want you to kind of remember that you had one, but right. great. If you're doing that Tuesday night while binging Netflix, probably not as good for you. But if it's, you know, if it's something that fills you up emotionally and reminds you of your childhood, you know, enjoy that milkshake. Just don't do it three times a day. And that's right. what that's what well, the app really helps week, you. Right. Yeah, well, three times a week, which I didn't do. Yeah. I just did it once. Um, <laughs> so, so what kind of team did you put together to get this going? And how so, much did you outsource? How much did you insource? We did everything internally. So basically, for my previous startup, 
uh, my co-founder, uh, Mickey, he, he joined me. He's a amazing tech guy. He's our CTO. And so we, a couple of people from the team came over and my other co-founder is no longer with us. He was helping with, with the designs. And uh, so the team kind of built, we had the core team from my previous startup. And then Esther, who's our customer success, uh, responsible for customer success, she was actually our first beta tester. And uh, so that's how we kind of built up the team from, from, from sort of users and then just reaching out and looking for people who, who believed in the idea. I mean, our four, four H's, our four core values are you know, honesty, happiness, uh, uh, hungry, and humble is our four H's. So we wanted to make sure we find people who, who, who fit into that category. And the funny thing is all our angel investors are the same way. Uh, all of them were actually users of the app. We start chatting on the support channel. And, uh-huh. and at some point, I don't even know, it's like, hey, do you guys looking for investment? I'm like, I guess we are. And they invested. <laughs> so it was, uh, uh, that's how kind of everything built up. You got to be hungry, but but in a work standpoint, not in a food intake standpoint. So in a work, in a work. Put like a uh, asterisk on that one on the, uh, on the values and mission statement. You know, so as as you think about being an entrepreneur, let's just talk about um, past, you know, successes and failures. Um, how you were able to, to communicate with your team that hey, look, things are going to go, things are going well. You know, I got to be optimistic. At the same time. You know, the sales cycle is slower than I thought. You know, people are asking for more bells and whistles. You know, the revenue model is kind of morphing in different directions. So maybe to the entrepreneurs that are listening to this, um, you know, it's a pretty lonely place. And I'm one. Uh, and I have been several times. And, um, you know, how do you kind of calibrate transparency um, with optimism, with, um, you know, your personal beliefs? And, you know, you're an athlete. So, look, until the, until the clock stops, like, I'm probably going to win this game. Right. So, you know, I say in business, there is no uh, end of the game. So it's not as easy to determine, you know, how long we're going to run this and, and when when does my milestone points hit? So how do you think about that? Give us a little insight into your entrepreneurial brain. Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. So first of all, we're a fully remote team. We were fully remote before COVID. So when COVID happened, we're like, OK, we'll just continue on as we're doing things. Right. which makes communication so much harder. A lot of that little chatter that would happen around the office is obviously you kind of have to make it happen through Zoom or, or other calls. Uh, what I found is we're trying to be as transparent as we can about anything that's coming up. Uh, hardship. So I found hardship much easier to share if, you know, if we're running lower on, on runway, if things didn't, you know, if, if revenue is lower than expected, that's much Hard, easier to share than than potential successes. I don't know if that makes sense, but when I know that there's something in the pipeline that could be life changing, and it's coming, it's coming, but it's being delayed a bit, and I'm like, should I share it with the team? I don't want to get their hopes up. And then when it was, it felt like okay, this is happening. I share it with them, and then it falls through, and then I have to explain like that fell through. On the other hand, if if I'm sitting on an info like that for months, and then all of a sudden tell them that. Yesterday we signed this contract. Then I feel like I'm not being honest with them. So sharing those potential huge wins or not sharing when to share them, I find that so much harder than than the you know we lost the user today or something happened today or there's a bug. Those are sort of easier because we know we need to tackle it, we need to fix it, we need to work on it and keep going. 
And the other thing is when you know something potential is happening and you're kind of all waiting for it, it is hard to focus on the day-to-day because you're kind of waiting, like, did you hear back from them? Did you hear back from them? And it's like, right. so those positives are so much harder to deal with and, and share uh, with the team. So that, that's, that's really what I write. That's, right. that's really interesting. Like what, you know, I do, um, you know, our firm's main focus is doing uh, mergers acquisitions, which, you know, capital raises, which, even though you say like, yeah, we can get find the right investor and you'll get a deal done in 60, 90 days. It just, you know, it always takes six to nine months. It's just how, how it works, basically like creating a business marriage and uh, people get antsy and you want to, um, you want to say, look, um, the company, like we were working together and you're like, Hey, you know, I'm doing a $20 million capital raise and you and I are working together and you're like, Hey Pete, you know, we've only got two investors out of like your hundred, you know, calls. I'm like, yeah, Tom, but we're only looking for one. So like, you know, yeah, we got two, right. Where somebody else might say, um, you know, um, I don't feel like this is going well. I'm like, well, you know, we at least we got somebody interested at the same time. You want to kind of manage their expectations, but, um, yeah, I, f- I find that tough as well because, you know, the probability of something getting done is always, you know, something that one of your employees might say, well, fine, if that's in the, in the pipeline, you know, at some point it's going to close and, yeah, that, that's an interesting insight where you want to share the growth opportunity, but you also don't want to, you know, depress them if it doesn't come through. Yeah, so, I mean, good insight. one example is we had a we had a, a an air a pilot with the U.S. Air Force, which was amazing. So we went through tech starts in 2019, and right after that, we got connected with uh, with the U.S. Air, uh, air Force with AFWorks and applied for uh, this grant and went through phase one, phase two. It was pilot. It was amazing. But uh, so all, all good things about them, but you have to say that it's government and it does move a little bit slower than anticipated. And I knew it was going to be slow, but not as slow as, as it happened. And, and that was really hard with the team because obviously it was a, it was a big pilot, big contract, uh, you know, changing, life changing for us. And, and when you have months between two emails and that's like two months after our email, they wrote back, they're like, we're super excited to continue. You know, after three weeks in a startup, I'm already like, oh, I shouldn't have told the team. I kind of gave up. And then we completely like forgot about it. And all of a sudden there's an email that let's move yeah. forward. We're all excited about it. And so that was just painful. And it's very hard to maintain focus across the team when you have things like that happening. And and there's some other cases, similar ones that happened since, uh, which is, yeah, it's just not easy. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, in closing here, why don't you give, um, you know, just a summary of the app where, where people could find it, you know, what's unique about it. Obviously we'll put everything into the show notes, um, you know, what, you know, the next couple of months look like, you know, whether it's on the investor side or what kind of partnerships you're looking to do. Sure. So basically what we built a platform on is we believe that everyone uh, is on an inner journey to become uh, healthier and happier. And we think the uh, building the inner curiosity about your choices and habits is the key to sustainable change. So the way we build eight, which is a mindful food journal and coaching dashboard is to help ignite that curiosity within people uh, and try to support them on their health journeys. So we're, we're mindfulness-based, non-judgmental, all about body positivity. We have a coaching dashboard for health professionals that are trying to reach their clients and be able to support them this way. And uh, it's photo-based. It's super simple to use. Our users are loving it. We have over 10,000 uh, five-star reviews in the App Store. 
And you can find us on both on iOS and Android. Just search for ATE or through our website at ua.com. And we have some exciting roadmap we're building out around, around the coach platform, also some partnerships. Uh, we are building out this behavior engine where we're trying to understand people's behavior and help them and their coaches kind of pinpoint what they can work on. And currently we are kind of looking for the right partners. So it is fundraising. We're, we're looking for the right partners, both uh, to kind of extend the resources. Uh, so money yeah, as sure. those startups need, but also bring in their expertise and help us reach more people and make a bigger impact in the world. Uh, I mean, we've been growing nicely. We grew about 300% in the last last six months, uh, revenue and, and, and user-wise. And so it's, it's, it's very exciting, very promising. Uh, but what really gets me is the number of lives we're changing already and the impact we have on people. Uh, I mean, the feedback from customers is just absolutely amazing. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much what motivates us, uh, the team, through you know, good or bad times uh, when great. you have some great stories. So, Yeah. Well, look, appreciate that uh, that you jumped into the uh, the Halo sector uh, with reckless abandon, and um, you know we say that you know the changing lifestyles at the end of the day is just one person at a time, and that just becomes a domino effect and creates a halo effect, and that's kind of why we're we're using that term. Um, we'll send you a copy of the book, Time to Win Again, because I think you'll love the sports analogies and the business analogies there. So Dave will shoot that out to you. It's like a caricature of like good to great meets uh, where's Waldo. <laughs> Some of the things that you've referenced here um, are different chapters in the book by um, you know, communicating with your team and focus on today's wins. Don't focus on like, you know, next season, like we're playing now uh, in this game. So uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, look forward to success and hit us up with that partnership if it hits soon before we uh, launch the podcast. And, um, you know, let's keep in touch and see if we can uh, get you into some of the uh, the health clubs and the, uh, the studios that can be potential partners along the way. Sounds good. Thank you for having awesome. me. All right, man. Have a good trip. Take care.